Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman and Associates. Now, here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. I'm excited to have you join me again this week. So, an interesting quote for today is by Joshua J. Marine, and it says, Challenges are what makes life interesting, and overcoming them is what makes life meaningful. Interesting thought, isn't it? How many times have you heard this, that what we think becomes our reality? Well, it's true. So the question is, how do we prepare for something unexpected, whether good or bad? How do we make things happen in our lives that we can actually prepare for what is the unknown? Well, my guest today is Pratima Aravam. Umi. I hope I said that right. Uh, Pratima is the CEO and founder of CraftStreetDesigns.com. They make unique gifts with powerful words that speak to you. Pratima is going to share her story and how we can prepare for the unknown events yet to come by changing our perspective and maybe even changing our thoughts just a little bit. Pratima is on a mission to help you achieve your goals, be happy, and pass on the inspiration to everyone through word gifts. Are you ready to be inspired? Welcome, Pratima, to the show. So I, I'm so excited to have you today, uh, Pratima. Thank you, Connie. Thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Yes, and I, I love, I, of course, I went on your website and I saw all the very cool um, uh, pictures and posters and things that you have and how words really do affect our psyche and really do affect our reality. So I know before we get started with our conversation today, you have a, a quote that you frequently say. Can you share that with everybody? Yeah, absolutely. So I always say that right words at the right time can change you and the world around you. Isn't that the truth? And somebody told me I had a guest on maybe a year or so ago, and we were talking about vibration and frequency and energy. And she mentioned that when we speak words, they actually stay out in the universe and they, they retain a certain level of frequency that can affect the world. So what we say really does affect us, but those around us too, right? Yeah, absolutely. It is not just about, as you said, uh, you know, absolutely the frequency affects everything and it just stays out there. And it not only affects other people, it affects us because we said it, because now our words are kind of focusing our thoughts and mm-hmm. it is what we're talking to ourselves at this point. And of course, obviously, people who listen to it and who get affected and they have recurring thoughts based on what you just said. And so, yeah, I mean, absolutely, it affects everyone. And and I, I know that there's a statistic out there that like 86% or something of our thoughts every day are negative. <laughs> So think about that one, right? And then we, that's our own words that we think, right? Our thoughts are negative. But then people around us are constantly telling us, you can't do that, right? And we're, we believe it. We, right? So it's just the whole thing is a vicious cycle. But the first part of the show, we want to focus 
uh, you sent me a beautiful outline, and we're going to focus on dealing with adversity and challenging situations. So my first question is, tell, tell us about the moment that drove you to even get into this business, and was there a particular inspiration at that moment for you? Yeah, absolutely, Connie. That um, so a few years ago, you know, I was in a bad arranged marriage. I had come to the U.S. just then, and things weren't going too well for me. And I was, you know, getting depressed on a daily basis, and I, I, I just was in the cycle of negativity along with external situations not helping the case. Mm. Um, but I had gone into this vicious cycle of feeling helpless and being depressed and, you know, doing all sorts of um, nothing things or not so reasonable things now that I think about it. But um, but then there was this one day when I finally gave up and I think I felt like it was just too much for me. And then um, I decided to end my life. I went into the kitchen, and before I realized, I was holding a bottle of bleach, and I was actually thinking about um, drinking it. Um, but exactly for, in that moment, lucky for me, I actually glanced at the quote on my kitchen wall, and before I realized, um, it had completely changed what I was thinking. And the quote that I read was, the darkest hour is before dawn. And those few words kind of changed the perspective for me. I, it just, it is not that anything external changed really, but the mindset changed and the way I was looking at things changed. I no longer felt so helpless. I felt like, okay, there can't be anything worse than this. This is like probably a lowest point. Anything is better than this and it's going to get better. So I suddenly had hope, and then, of course, I took action towards it and went on to leave my marriage. I took control of my life, and I got a job, and I got out of the mess I was in. But this is a moment that has inspired me to start craft shape design, and I looked at it as a way that it helped me, so it will help others feel the same way, what they need to feel in the right moments. Um, in the moments when we need the encouragement and upliftment that we probably need the most in those difficult moments of our lives. So that's how I ended up starting Craft Street Design, and that's what I hear from our customers all the time about how it helps them and or how it helps people they gifted to. It's it's interesting that the, something written down can affect us. You know, I I know I'm a visual learner, so when I whenever I'm learning something new, I have to set up outlines. I do index cards, stuff like that, because I'm a visual learner. So to me, having something written out for you and to have it on your wall so that you see it every day, versus these negative thoughts that we have to see those inspirational quotes around you, I think is so important. And clearly, how how funny that it at that moment that your eyes lifted to that sign on the wall that changed your life and truly changed your life because it could have it could have gone the other way had there not be that moment of clarity of, of look at the sign. And the other thing that hit me when you said that is 
I know with with all of this enlightenment and you know universal kind of language that we're starting to speak across the world that we talk a lot about vision boards right that you put your inspirational statements take pictures of um, you know the health that you want to be in healthy food the house you want to live in so again the visual uh, component and stimuli I think is so relevant to what you're talking about and what you've drafted your business you know craft street design how cool is that how what a cool way to be inspired to create something like that at your lowest moment um, to create a business so man kudos to you uh, Pratima that's just that's just beautiful what a great story yeah absolutely like you said there are 65 percent or 70 percent last I checked were visual learners and Everything that you see, you end up reading it internally, subconsciously. You're constantly reading it. So it works as like a reminder. It works as a way of countering the negative talk that we do all the time, as you just stated. And and the whole visualization part of it and that repetition of seeing it and you're repeating it, whether it's on the subconscious or the conscious level, that's the whole neuro-linguistic programming. That's our brain. That's the core of our brain. That repetition creates whatever the reality is that we're thinking. So again, that that one moment of seeing that sign in your kitchen could shift your paradigm of thinking and be the catalyst of now, you know, creating this business and, and changing your life. Wow. I mean, these, this is, these are the kind of stories that I think people need to hear, Pratima, because we, we get so stuck in our lives that you can't see the forest from the trees. So uh, just a great story for me. Now, you talked about going from this very helpless kind of place to taking control of your life. Can you share some of the steps that you did to create the, that that new life this new life that you have i think i think that might help people like what steps you used yeah absolutely connie so when i i think my i was helpless on a daily basis in my mind i would have trouble even waking up because i had nothing to look forward to and it was a very drudging day every day so when i finally gave up and i was uh, you know, thinking about ending my life, it kind of the quote only changed the mindset, but it only it it was almost like a, a click of a switch, where you suddenly now you can you, you, I don't know if you remember, but the old lady picture that we all have, like the uh, you know optical illusion where you see the old lady and the young lady in the same picture, you suddenly see the other side of whatever you you started with, whether that is the young or old lady, and you end up only seeing that from now on because now you are aware of it and you know it exists. So in the same way, that's what happened to me. The mind kind of shifted, but after it had shifted, there was still a, you know, a long way to go, so I kind of made an action plan. It still took me about probably almost eight, nine months to actually execute and to leave and to find a job and to wake up every day thinking that, you know, there is hope and there's no helplessness at this point, so you can do something about it. So I would do something about it in that day. It wasn't It wasn't like I just decided and the next day I got a job. It, I mean, it wasn't that simple. Um, but your mindset is simple. That is something that is in your control and it changes in a minute. That's all it takes. It really takes just that. It, we are all 
conditioned to believe that it takes like years to change a person. But how many times have you heard about a person who goes through a car crash or has, uh, I don't know, breast cancer, and then it completely changes the perspective they have of life because it is that moment of awareness and it is the moment of perspective change that completely changes everything for you. But of course, you do have to follow through as to what you, you know, want to do, but you will be much more motivated to do so. So I'm not saying that everybody should wait for inspiration, but being able to change your perspective. Um, one way to do that is the posters and anything else that is visual that works for you. The other way to be able to do that is to kind of do things that make you uncomfortable, whatever those are, even however small they are. That kind of changes your perspective in ways that you don't expect at all. So. And that's so true. Uh, it's funny. Everything you just said for me is, it. I think once you shift how you think, you see things with more clarity. When you have hope, clarity comes. When you're helpless, sometimes you just can't see the forest from the trees. It's so, your vision is so convoluted, right, and, and despair. So once you shift to that, maybe there's an alternative. And I loved your image of the old lady and the young lady. We all know who that is, that picture where you look at it, that optical illusion, right? One way you see the old lady. But once you see the young lady, you can't unsee it. So knowing that there's always two sides of the story or two sides to the coin, I think that helps with the clarity. Um, the other thing I wanted to comment on is you have to be uncomfortable to change. And it's really true. I, I, you know, when I teach my classes on sales and, you know, getting up to present, doing presentation skills and stuff like that, Pratiba, people are like, oh, I hate it. You know, they're, they're all freaking out. And my response is always, as soon as you feel uncomfortable, that's a beautiful thing because that's when you start growing and challenging yourself. But here's the reality for all of us. I know that to be true, right, Pratima? You said it. You know that to be true. But as soon as you read that point of uncomfortable you we all do we go oh maybe I don't want to do this right oh this is a little uncomfortable <laughs> so we all have that second thought of oh maybe I don't want to do this maybe I should stop but the reality is forging through the the after you you address where you're uncomfortable and you go to that next step usually what you felt the uncomfortable, like, oh, my God, I can't do this. The reality is less than what was in your head, right? Don't you find that to be true, too? Yeah, absolutely. Not only that we think that, oh, I don't want to do this. I think your mind kind of logically comes up with reasons that are so rational that you shouldn't do this anymore and how... Um, how crazy or, you know, the consequences are not good for you. You start to rationalize why you shouldn't do it, which makes it extremely hard to go through with it. But but you have to realize that you have to obviously start small. You cannot, you know, go and take, like, I don't know, if you are, you know, scared of heights, like, obviously you cannot be picking skydiving as your first event because that's just <laughs> too much of a leap, right? But but doing something like going to a tall building on a daily basis will help you get over that a little bit at a time. So you have to attempt based on where you are and not, you know, uh, try to pick something 
extremely huge and then uh, you know that's just going to overwhelm you and uh, your rational brain is going to work very hard to come up with beautiful excuses so yeah well said and the other thing that you you said for me that was like yes I, that made so much sense is so after you shifted from this helplessness to wait a minute i i can change this right not always sure how but you wrote down an action plan and it took you eight to nine months which really in the scheme of life eight to nine months is not a, a tremendous amount of time when you're living through it it probably felt through like an eternity right that eight to nine months yeah. but that you had that action plan and you were living that action plan I would imagine that that provided that ongoing hope of oh another step forward ooh, another little step forward right so I would think that having it written down and seeing these little small steps of execution is really provides um, hope Right? Am I am I understanding that right, yeah. Fatima? Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. So because you you know have a plan and you feel like okay, I, even though you've done very little on it on the, obviously on the first few days, but um, you still look at it like there's hope, right? Like so there is a path. There is if you just do the next few things, it'll be all right. So you have you definitely have that hope. Looking at it and crossing things off of your plan and adding things things and you just have the the reason you become helpless yeah you have a sense of control you become helpless is because you don't know um, what's going to happen next and you feel like it's going to be the same thing but it's not because now you're taking action and your mind knows that and you know that so that'll help yeah yeah it's all about momentum right it's all about that momentum shift shifting the momentum and then again the control I think is exactly what you did and that provides the hope let's take a quick break uh, Pratima and then when we come back um, I want to talk about the influence of words and if certain words can be more influential to us or not okay so when we come back we'll, we'll, we'll talk about those uh, that topic a speaker has little value to an audience unless you, the listener, is motivated and empowered to change. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates is a renowned speaker and is an architect of change. Consultations, training, seminars, and speaking engagements are the venues where she affects change. Whether your responsibilities include customer service, sales, marketing, training, executive management, or ownership, and you are seeking change in your organization, then you need to hire Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Connie doesn't just fill your with rhetoric, she speaks to the heart and success of your business. So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change, Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. We are speaking with Pratima Arava. Boomy, I hope I said that right, Pratima. And we're uh, we're really focusing on the the power of words and how we could take control even when we feel so helpless. And uh, Pratima's uh, uh, business is called Craft Street Designs, which really is providing and giving us all power by surrounding ourselves with these positive, beautiful words that truly did change change your life, Pratima. That's, that's how you started the business. But really, it can give us the inspiration and tool to take control and inspire our daily life. So, 
when we're talking about words, right, and how they could change our life and how the simple quote changed your life on that, that very horrible day where you thought about taking your life. Or is the influence only true, though, for certain words? So it, so the, the couple of things that work in play over there. So in general, for everybody, yes, there are some power words like, um, for example, the word love just rings through no matter who you say it to or who hears it. Mm-hmm. Um, even the word believe has a lot more power. Even if you don't put, you know, you should believe or, you know, n- nothing of that sort, just it, it's a power word and we just associate, universally associate meaning to it. Mm-hmm. But, um, and that, that and that stands across cultures and across people and regardless of what your background is, as long as you speak English, obviously. But um, there are words that we associate more meaning than other people at an individual level as well. So we start to look at um, incidents in our life that, and that associated with the meaning of the quote. For example, the darkest hour is before dawn may not have meant much to me had I not gone through what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, if I just saw it when I was extremely happy or partying, it may not have meant anything to me. But because it did what it did, it means a lot to me. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean it does the same to other people. So for a lot of people, it's about words that really speak to them. It's what they have internally associated meanings with those words, and that's what rings true for them. Um, so because we are all so unique and because we have our own individual experiences, there is, other than, you know, the large power word says there isn't a specific way to say that this word is going to be powerful for you there's no way to guarantee that it really depends on the individual and their life experience and what they want to achieve in that moment or I mean it really depends on the person you know it's interesting how many times have and and you said it so beautifully that that picture on your wall you know it was you put it up and you saw it every day but until that moment it really it, it you're like oh that's a great quote yeah but until that moment you didn't really understand the quote until it was relevant to that moment in time in your life but how many times through our life and and listeners this is this is for all of us where you hear something and you hear something and you hear something and you're like yeah yeah it's a great quote yeah yeah oh yeah that's a good point that's a good idea but it doesn't resonate and then all of a sudden one day something in your life changes or the moment in time where you're ready to receive that information and all of a sudden you're like oh my god that makes so much sense today where yesterday it was like yeah I get it but it didn't make sense until the moment in time where I needed that information or I needed that quote or I needed that idea um, to resonate with me. So really timing, you know, the old saying, timing is everything, Pratima, right? Yeah, absolutely. Timing is extremely important. It's your your experience and the influences you have had up until that point make a lot of difference in that moment. So... It's what you woke up with. It's what you've had until then. And that's just extremely unique to each one of us because we go through um, many different influences, our childhood, our preset expectations. I mean, it's just, it's just extremely unique that way. So, 
Yeah, and and I do think the uniqueness, and I love the tips you're giving. This is this is how you did it, right? That doesn't mean that this is the only way to go from helpless to hope. So. But I, but I think your story and the tools you've created that you've brought your situation, right, your shift, your situation, you've brought it to life through, the, through your business with these amazing signs and, and posters and pictures. And just, it's amazing. It's just a, it's a beautiful uh, gift that you're sharing with the world. So my next question, which for team I think is so important. Your success has been ridiculously incredible, which, you know, for me is kind of cool to watch as a business owner, right? A business owner to business owner. I love success. I love to see uh, small businesses succeed. How do you stay so far ahead of the competition with what you're creating? It's a couple of it's a couple of different things. First of all, I didn't when I started it, I had no idea that I would be successful. I just wanted to see if somebody would even buy. I remember when I first started, um, I put up a few designs on a site called Darby Smart. It was a marketplace. I know, right? Like a marketplace that nobody probably ever heard. As of right now, <laughs> they even closed down the marketplace. That's what I had to choose to put my business, and I have I was very ignorant in how to do business but um, I put it out there and when I got my first order in probably I think eight or maybe ten days I'm not quite sure on the time but when I did get it which was seven dollars and I was just I was just up and really excited about the seven dollars that I made it was just the validation that somebody would actually pay for it and would find it valuable to them so that was that was where I started. So it is not that um, it came. It's it's not like I had a plan that 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 took me there like right away. But mm-hmm. what has kept me alive, in spite of many other people doing something similar or something different in terms of its um, design and you know visual look and feel, is being having being able to con- have a very consistent quality and the personalization that we provide it's like in this day and age with the electronics and i mean apple does apple and many other companies do like beautiful things with electronics that's fantastic but um we as humans kind of miss the personalization we miss the human connection and because of that, we are all craving for somehow to connect with another human being from whether that is across the world or from right around the corner. We have, That's why the mass-produced type of products are just commodities and they are more convenient. But because of that the, and because of the personalization aspect that we add to almost all our products has kept us alive and we do it beautifully. We have a calligraph name on the personal tag. We write the message out, and we actually handwrite these. Um, most of our competitors are trying to automate this process. There are actually printers where um, that will write for you in a handwriting font and a whole bunch of other stuff. But we have kept it manual because whoever writes that tag for you is you're going to have that connection. And when the recipient or whoever you're gifting it to gets it, they can see that. They can see that human connection, and it makes a lot of difference. It's such a small thing, but it makes a lot of difference. So, so there, yeah. 
what I was going to say is also the written, ha having someone handwrite it, and they're sending it, and I, you know, you said the word love is a power word, right? So as you guys handwrite these little messages, there's love behind that. So, so the power of not only what what's written, right, this very personal note, um, but the energy. We were talking about frequency before. There's a frequency in the energy that was put to the pens of the paper, and now you, you're holding it in your hand, that you're feeling that energy frequency from this person who took the time to write this beautiful quality note to you, right? I, I, it, it's that whole complete circle for me um, versus, you know, having it stamped by a machine where there's no energy, there's no enthusiasm, there's no love behind it. Uh, that that is, I think, what what you your your business and what your um, uh, your platform is just so relevant. Yeah, absolutely. It is it is about making people feel very special because when I receive something like that, I get very excited, regardless of what's in the package. <laughs> because somebody thought through something and it looks pretty and it looks beautiful. So there's a sense of connection that you get from personalization that cannot be taken away and that cannot be replicated by machines as you said I, I agree. I agree. You know, sometimes the fast isn't always the right or the best. So I, I say kudos to you for maintaining the quality and that personalization because I think we lose that just trying to make a profit as business owners. So way to go. Last question. We have about two minutes left. Can you give some tips on how people can stop procrastinating? And, and what I mean by that, uh, Pratima, is that, you know, you, you had that moment, that dire moment, right? And you were able to create an action plan within eight months literally change your whole life and now fast forward to this amazing successful business right so from going to despair to huge success and happiness you know wow huge success story love it and that's really what my show is about that we can be the architect of change in our own lives but how do we get people to just get stop getting out of their own way and actually pull the trigger and move forward so there are two different types of procrastination. There are There's a way where we don't start on something and we start to procrastinate until we start. And then there is the issue of procrastinating after we have started, whether that is with chats we don't like or whatever that is, we start to procrastinate. But understanding for, for the first um, case of being able to start and kind of pushing out, it is... The reason you're doing that for most people is because you're fearful that starting something is going to change everything or it's going to change everything to the worst. That's kind of what we're expecting when we're fearful. And then the other kind is where we are thinking about um, if we start, what are all the things we might have to do in the future? We start to think about too much even before we start. So for both those reasons, I think the way to start is to start with something really small. As soon as your thought comes into your mind to start something, um, you could be the kind of person who strategizes, oh, I'm sorry, strategizes and um, kind of have to have a plan. I understand that. I do that myself. But you have to take action towards your plan, however small that is. Um, there's this book called, I think, The Five-Minute Rule, if I'm not mistaken, but she talks about, in that she talks about taking your first action steps 
in your five seconds to kind of make move and take action even if that is picking a pen to paper and start writing it down even if it is that simple or just taking action or writing your next step helps that way you're not overwhelming yourself you're starting on the path and you're more inclined to go through with it well, the second part with go ahead no, I, I was going to say movement, whether it's the right movement or not, builds that momentum. Um, it's easier, so let's say that first step, Patima, is the wrong step, but now I'm all, my body's already, so to speak, is already in motion that it's easier to shift gears and head to the right or the left or whatever versus from that stationary point of view. So movement, even if it's not the perfect step, is still better than no movement, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Take it. it doesn't matter, as you said, whether it is right or wrong. The movement helps because that will you sort it out as you go, and it may not be yeah. perfect. And that's the point. So right. And I'm sorry. Then your second point. Yeah, and the second point where we procrastinate on a daily basis to kind of move forward, it is you need to know why you're doing something. You have to take the time off to kind of figure out why you're doing something. If your why is large enough uh, and if it means something to you, obviously I'm, I'm assuming that your why is going to mean something to you, right? But once you figure that out, your procrastination will be only towards tasks that you don't like and it won't be for the bigger, bigger, whatever it, project that you have taken on. So when you start to procrastinate for t tasks, you need to counter that with either hiring somebody or bringing somebody on that can help you with that or see if you can get away from doing very little of those tasks. And if you absolutely must do it, just attempt those tasks first thing in the morning because you tend to be fresher, happier first thing in the morning. Um, you take that on, finish that, and then you can get on with your day with the things that you like. So that way you don't have time to procrastinate. But but knowing your why is your biggest thing because that's not it's not something that you can just sit in one day and it just comes to you. It takes some time and a lot of soul searching and kind of reflecting on what has happened in your life, what you're good at, looking at um, many different levels to come up with what it is that that you want to do with your life. Absolutely, and and only you have the answer, right? So I only I know what my soul's saying. You know what your soul's saying. Everybody has to figure out their their why. The other thing, uh, Pratima, I just I really want everybody, and I'm going to give the the website again. Uh, go to craftstreetdesign.com. No worries for those of my listeners that kind of I commute with them, <laughs> so I always put on the Web Talk Radio Architective Change uh, website. I will put the craftstreetdesign.com uh, link, backlink it so you guys could click and go and see all the cool things that Pratima and her team has created. The other thing, uh, you're giving uh, the 30 fabulous quotes as a pin, pin principles, right? At, um, and yeah. I'll put that. It's, it's, it's bit.ly, 30 fab quotes free. But guys, uh, don't even write it down. I will put it as a backlink on the website. I highly recommend that you get these principles. They're really cool stuff, as well as examining the Craft Street design quality of merchandise. But here's the thing, Pratima. I, I love what you said about the procrastination, that if we can find our why, and then I think if we surround ourselves by these beautiful 
uh, words that you've created, that maybe will help us build the momentum, create the momentum, and take that first step to creating the life that we all desire. So check out Craft Street Designs, everybody. Uh, amazing stuff. The other thing, if you need me, uh, hopefully I inspire you too, but if you want to get more Connie, please email me directly at Connie at .com. I really do want to hear from you guys, and I want to hear if the topics I'm covering resonate with you. If there's something that you do want me to cover that I haven't covered, I will find someone to come on as a guest um, and share you know, inspiring information with you. My job really is to inspire you all. So I hope that you reach out to me and share your stories or if I could be of any help. So just reach me at Connie at WhitmanAssos.com. Uh, Pratima, our time is up, but I can't thank you enough for sharing your very personal story and for sharing how we really can go from helpless to hopeful. And it's easier than we think if we have a plan and we create or uh, build things around us to keep us motivated and on track. So thank you again for sharing your, your just uh, very inspiring story. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Connie, for having me and wonderful listeners that you have. Thank you so much. My, truly, truly my pleasure. I hope you guys will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves. We talked about that today, that challenge, uncomfortableness, so that we all embrace change and that we're able to think that we really can change and it's easier than we think. Um, thank you, uh, Pratima, for joining me. Thank you all for joining me. Uh, you've, you've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Thank you so much, everyone. Please go and have an inspired week and pick, pick your why. Think about what is your why to changing your life. Be well. You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. But I